Tech marketers gather round the watering hole. Today we have Alex Weber, our marketing manager, John Busby, our CTO, Gareth Kershaw, senior copywriter, Manaz, an account director, and me, the sound guy. And to kick this conversation off, we were thinking about technology versus creativity. Before we go any further, what do you guys think? Is this a question of technology versus creativity, or should it be a much more a more inclusive discussion? Do you think it's a good question you pose, there, Gareth? And hello to all the listeners out there. It's good to be back. And I think for me. I don't think it's about, there's no verses in there. I don't think it's a, it's a technology versus creative. A lot of people are focusing at the moment on, on tech and MarTech and ensuring that they have the latest tools, but we can't lose sight of the fact that creativity is at the heart of everything that we do. Technology for me doesn't, it doesn't make a bad idea good. But if you have both of them working effectively, it can make a great idea memorable. It, it, just to give and listeners, it's also great to be back in the chair, great to be listening to you on this season of the podcast. My role with a lot of clients is to make them feel comfortable being uncomfortable with technology. And, as, and in a lot of other agencies that might be defined as, as something we call a creative technologist to mold those two together. It's a real role. It exists. Um, you, you know, There are a lot of agencies that will that will that will tout that that point of view and it's entirely correct and it in my mind it's not a matter of creative versus technology just by the name of that particular role and the, and the responsibilities that come with it it's a matter of when you apply the technology to the creative and that's and that's really the crux of this particular problem is to come back to your point gareth i've seen this become unstuck so many times when a client starts with a technology instead of starting with the creative and we've worked you know through through all of our careers here where you know between all of us we've got probably 50 50 plus years experience um molding those two together that's kind of scary <laughs> yeah, when you say yeah. it like that my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you need the, to double it but the but probably even probably even a, a, a century of experience if we if we if we look uh, across all of our teams as well and what i've seen over and over again is if you start if you start too early with one stream or another then then you will end up with problems and i've seen creative executions become so unstuck because we've just started with technology too early. So if, in my mind, it's actually a question of when do you apply creative and technology and which comes first? This is like a good script versus good acting, which is more important. You need both of them to make a decent film. The question is, which one is the script? I'm struggling to understand this particular analogy a little bit. Maybe you can... Right. We are all going to agree that you need creativity and technology in our industry. No one's going to argue with that. And in the same way, to make a good film, you need a good script and you need good actors. But the good actors make the most out of the good script. Now, we want to find out whether it is technology that is making the most out of creativity or creativity that is making the most out of technology. I, I, I well, think... I was going to say, I think, yeah, it's a killer question there. But, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you have the best technology and the latest technologies in the world to serve ads to, you know, the right people, kind of right place, right time. But if the idea is terrible or the idea just isn't there or captivating and it doesn't resonate, you could be you could be offering them ads for, you know, click for a thousand pounds because you may as well do. But turn that around and on its head, you can have the most traditional methods of launching a campaign but if you've got a killer idea and that hook that's going to grab the audience it's it's going to work it's more likely to work than the other way around so i think creativity will 
has to bleed through everything that is done and, and you have to have the core essence of creativity at the basis now saying that you know we there's also another offshoot in a podcast separately around applying creativity and creative thinking to technology as well but i think that's a separate a separate thread let's yeah, stay on topic I, i'd say even if you have a killer idea you know you have that you know that this is going to absolutely destroy but all you're able to do is uh, you, your only medium of portraying it is cave drawings then uh, it's not going to fly so it's yeah, but I would take naturally. I would take exception to that because we've all seen, we've all seen a film with the most magnificent CGI, which doesn't, which will not save a bad script and bad acting. That's true. That is true. Mm, exactly. Just look at look at the Transformers films. Like, what were they thinking? The point is, they weren't thinking. Yeah, well, I, th- I think Harry, your your analogy there is absolutely spot on. If I talk about the experience we've had and, and and bring it back to that analogy, I think it's you know the in the same way that actors are always a, a, a omnipresent, let's say the same way technology is always around. But if you but every script itself is unique, like every piece of creative should be unique. So I, in my mind, I think that the the, the script I think we're all thinking the same thing. The script is the creative. The script is the core idea that you're trying to produce. Um, and the actors are the technology that fit into it. And so it, it, from all of my experience, as a, I'm going to say as a creative technologist, as someone that sits with the clients every day and, and tries to bring their MarTech to life, tries to, to, tries to bring their, the creative campaigns that we develop here in Together to life, the key, element, the key element is you have to start with a great idea because starting with the technology first, if you put an actor in front of a camera and said, act me a great film without without that that script to back them up you would they're going to fall flat even even if they're the best actor in the world so you you have to if we're talking chicken and egg i think that the idea has to come first and the technology has to come second um but they have to mold the best ideas and sorry to jump in there the best ideas are the ones where though the two go hand in hand to to produce something unique that one and one plus one equals equals three um, so that that's my point of view. Is there, is there a magic way of doing that? Is 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 there a magic formula? Um, that's a it's a good question. I, I mean, that it's it pains me to say this because I'm sure there's going to be lots of of uh, other people in similar roles to me that are all going to kind of in in unison cringe when I say it. But I I actually think we don't need to be in the first in the first discussion. And um, we we can be if you're if you're in the right mindset. But if you start solutionizing too early you'll become unstuck and i've seen t- you know many of many even some of the projects we've delivered if you start off with a developer before you have an idea if you go if you if you're writing code um other than doing a proof of concept that is before you have a core idea to hang off you will end up with something that is functionally maybe absolutely brilliant but just won't get anyone excited so so can, can um, you can you give us an anonymized example of an of, of an awful of an awful experience i can, I can I can give you an example of something we tried to build internally, actually. So, uh, you know, one of the one of the key projects that we've we've been working on for for many years, and actually, it's, bec- it's going to become slightly less relevant in in today's today's uh, crisis. Is we always wanted to provide a, a six star experience when any clients come to visit our offices. You know, there's there's that 
there's there's that experience you have when you go to a great hotel and they ask you what your favorite newspaper is and ask you a bunch of unrelated questions and then tailor a unique service around you and we wanted to bring some of that to to the together brand so so when someone visited us we did things like when they walked through the door we had their coffee exactly how they liked it ready when you know we didn't have to to ask uh, the you know the same questions again and again so we started on a path to create what we called the delight application um, and it, it began in in my team of of developers, and they created something that was akin to having six boxes on a page, and that was it. Um, and so functionally, it was it was great. I could order drinks, I could get driving directions, I could reschedule my meeting with with my account manager, but it just looked it it didn't look like something a creative agency would produce. It had no identity, it had no soul, and so there is there's an element where you have to bring you have to bring those those two together and you have to do it at the right time. And in my view, it has to hang off the, you know, it, to give you another example where this has gone well, we, 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 we created one for a, a, a device manufacturer um, and we had an absolutely fantastic idea, fantastic element of copy. And it just so happened we had some technology that this manufacturer was involved in that we could apply straight away to the wording they produced that spoke to to how people use their devices and that's where it that's where it does go well where we didn't start with 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 the um uh, you know with the with the technology we started with with the goal in mind and the outcome and we applied the right technology and we applied the right idea and then we applied uh, you know everything else on top so it's i would say just never never solutionize to begin because you 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 become unstuck exactly I mean, and what you've outlined, John, as well, is the kind of, you know, I, I, and this makes me think this podcast should not be called creati- creativity versus technology, but actually more what came first, creativity or technology. You know, and I think it can be, it can, you know, we've, we've all lived through those scenarios. And I mean, how many times do clients approach us or people approach us with, you know, I want to use VR or AR. And I mean, we even get it from the creative teams, right? They're really keen to do the keen to do something new and something technological so therefore that becomes the basis of the idea but quite quickly you can pull apart the fact that you don't need ar or vr and that's not right because you're letting the technology you know lead lead the way which is you know in my view isn't it's where you know it's it's what you should you know land at not lead to lead with so um so yeah i mean no different john i, I guess you're probably in the same boat of absolutely probably agree. two was it two 2007 2008 when phones were ringing non-stop like i need an app and it's like, what do you need an app for? I don't know. Just clients were need an app. Everyone seemed to, you know, as soon as Apple started releasing them and got behind them, you know, all of a sudden everyone needs one. Nobody ever bothered to stop and ask themselves why. But, you know, you know a lot of agencies made a lot of good money. Yeah, I can't remember the amount of times I created Facebook clones. We need a Facebook clone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> need a web, web, web app. Uh, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it, I, but I think you, you you touch on a really interesting point there, and I I like to think about it as the novel versus gimmick, if that makes sense. Like I've seen so many. I'm going to use trade stands, and we've not been to any event for so long. But if you can think back to the time that you were you were at an event, um, I've seen so many trade stands do things like put a Hololens on their on their stand. It has absolutely no connection. You look through it and you can see a ballerina in the middle of the room, and mm. that's it. There's yeah. no, there's <laughs> no connection to anything the company does. <laughs> and you walk away. With, then. You walk away with a headache as well. It's great. You walk away with a headache and a pack of jelly beans. Like there's no connection there <laughs> to the company that they're that they're selling to the creative, and that's what you're just selling a gimmick. And for me, it has to be. You have to have a novel application that brings the creative to life, and that's where you hit your sweet spot. 
between the two is that they have they have to mold together seamlessly the way people don't even realize they're being marketed to that's the goal that's that's, that's no exactly and and i think that's that's oh god no no you you're more you're, you've got no. more valuable things to say i guarantee you i guarantee you i haven't a lot of it's not is it judging by the last few podcasts it's largely well you, you just fucked up but when i was uh when i was i think i was four years old i got sent in the post from my auntie some pink scissors and this was the first time that i had scissors that weren't made of plastic you know that could actually cut some stuff you know and that was the worst decision my auntie ever made i cut the head off every flower I cut every, I cut the curtains, I, you know, I, I had this thing. And eventually I settled on, on spending, uh, you know, hours in the garden cutting individual blades of grass. And that story was irrelevant all my life until augmented reality came out. And now I see... A... <laughs> So, uh, so hang on a minute. Just to be clear, I that didn't go the way I thought it was going to at all. But where is this going? I'm not, I'm not even sure where it's going. Are we trying we, to what? say? Are we trying to say that then that you know technology can be a dangerous thing in the wrong hands? What I'm trying to say is there are some technologies that when you have them, you're just itching to use them. You know, it's like, oh, please, can we do something with this? You know, and it's like, oh, we don't really, it, it doesn't really fit in. But there's just a desperation because you can. But I think that's that's completely human nature, though. It's just the new and the shiny. It's the, you know, the pair of trainers that you buy and you want to wear just for the sake of it. It's the it's the the new phone and it's the, the new and, it, you know, I, I always think that like kind of people's people's hunger for something fresh and new. It could be, you know, music or clothing or whatever. Which is which is what is, I call novelty. Like it has to yeah, be it's, novel. But but that is that is the underpinning design, uh, driving force also behind progress and innovation. It's just done on a much grander scale. So I think those. Does it have to be novel? No, it doesn't. That, I, mean, that, I think that's the debate that we're having. Is is sometimes sometimes it 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 has to be in my view. It has if you're going to apply new technology to item to you know new novel technologies, then they they shouldn't be a gimmick. Like, that's why I come. That's why I come down to it. If it's just if it's just applying it for the sake of having something, you know, let's call it let's call it the magpie syndrome, like something shiny, then you're probably not applying it correctly. Um, so, are you saying the difference between novel and gimmick is one's fit for purpose and one's not? Is that yeah. is that right? Yeah, I think right. I think that's a fair okay. fair way of describing okay. it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're what you with a, with a gimmick, you're applying it for the sake of applying it, and it's it. There's no. There's no connection. If we think about one of the, some of the brilliant campaigns we've done, where we've applied novel items, I'm not going to say technology in this sense, but you know, novel direct mail items. It's when they've they've brought to life the concept of the product we're trying to apply it to, like the you know, to, to quote an example, like the chili example, where we were talking about a powerful small product. Um, while you know, just you know, to, to use DMs as another example here, just sending someone some sunglasses because it's nice you may have absolutely no connection uh with the product whatsoever yeah yeah a bit like when we did with uh i mean sort of like cse when we had the uh art of transformation and the digital campaign and then the vr headset which was then you're able to paint in 3d using tilt brush because it all tied together with the exhibition approach that we did for the event yeah shameless shameless agency plug there from two, 2000 and whenever <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm first of all going to uh, 
channel uh, channel Jeff Goldblum, and then I'm going to ask a question. So all this feels to me very much like it's it's a lot very much like you know, chaos theorist Doctor Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. You know, the, the the scientists of Jurassic Park were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think whether they should. And yep. mm-hmm. so my question to follow that up is, everyone really is, how do you guard against that, particularly from a, from a client perspective? How do, how do we steer ourselves and our clients in the right direction that we don't get the cart before the horse? This is something I'm really struggling with, to be honest. It's, it's an interesting one. And I would say to most clients, it's so I think this is part of systemically something actually bigger and broader in the industry. So I was reading something the other day uh, is a blog by another agency. So we're not going to name who they are. But this idea of, you know, in B2B, do big ideas still exist? And to me, that I think is is a joke because I think. And this will make sense in a minute, so stick with me. But the idea of, of even calling something a big idea existing, uh, to me, big ideas don't exist. Clever ideas exist. It's then for the audience and the market to decide whether it's big or not, or how big that's going to be. So is a big idea a well-executed, clever idea? 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which is clearly where technology comes in. Which is where technology comes in. Say, say, that, say, that, one more, say that one more time, Minaz. Somewhere is that one so more time for me? My concept is the fact that, that big ideas don't exist. Clever ideas exist. And it's the job of the campaign, the technology, but more so the market will decide whether that's a big idea or not. You can't make something a big idea. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like the old days when someone would be like, we want this to go viral. And it's like, you won't decide, you won't decide, you won't decide if it goes viral. The, the, in, the internet will decide. Perfect example, right? I need a viral, ca- I need a viral campaign. How many briefs have you got? A viral, I need a viral campaign. Like, well, I can't give you a viral campaign unless you want to buy it for, uh, you know, 100,000 cats in Indonesia tapping on the mice to get you a clicks. Sorry, linking that back just to your question, Gareth, about the, the sort of the technology first piece. And I think that's, when we shake off the the fact that things have to be clever and things have to be relevant and things have to be smart and things have to be right, that will then lead you and will answer your question as to what you know what technology you need or whether you even need technology or or you know or how you want to integrate it. The day you start putting the word big at the front of that sentence or new at the front of that sentence or even technology at the front of that sentence, you're already starting a narrative which is going to end up in a different place or has a you know 50 50 chance of of, of working or, or not really uh, and some of the best campaigns have led with the idea um and i will sorry john i will let you speak and say there's one just one example i thought for me was was just you know red bull for me are, are a brilliant brand who are on a multi-channel level uh, integrated way have just got marketing nailed from sponsorship to music to digital is brilliant. You know, I think as a brand, what they stand for is very, very good. Around where I live is slap bang in the middle of the university area. So every other house is a, is a university student. That actually explains a lot. Does it? I, I'm, yeah. The more I think about that, <laughs> yeah, I think man. it does. I think it's close as a Gary man. <laughs> <laughs> so what they decided to do to target the students around this area is they did their homework, obviously. They could have gone technologically. They could have done mobile advertising. They could have done digital display, whatever. You know, they, they, had, they have got the pockets to be able to do that. But what did they do? They sponsored two people to drive around the Red Bull Minis, which is just sponsorship, which is, yeah, is advocacy, which is, it starts there. 
And then what they did was then they put a DM through every single person's door and he said, welcome to, to the Red Bull Milkman. And it was a flat pack DM. You popped it open like the old school uh, milk carton container. You leave it outside your front door. And at night time, at night time, a Red Bull milk float would come down and it would give you six cans of Red Bull for free. And everybody left them all out. The milkman came or the Red Bullman came and he all of a sudden you just absolutely swamped the area and you've got loads of new customers and you've got something great to talk about. And for me, that was just an idea is where it started of somebody going, how do we get to this audience? Let's not decide whether it's DM, whether it's technology. The idea became a big idea and then they rolled that out. An, an idea is a great idea is a great idea. And sometimes that great idea will be executed by the most basic technology, like a flat pack milk carton. And other times it's gonna, it will require substantially higher technology, which again, which is where I think we ought to give John a chance to chip in here. How do I put this? There's, okay, so there's two main threads that I'm pulling here. One is kind of continuing on from some of the elements you were saying. In fact, there's, there's a concept, a productivity concept out there at the moment called building a second brain. Um, you know, in today's world, right, we are swamped with information all the time. Um, and this is something I've I've been since we've been working from home, I've been quite passionate about about changing, which is building up my own knowledge and and, and essentially organizational systems to, to be able to retain as much of this as I can. And the first concept of building a second brain is borrowed creativity. And I think this is what you're saying, like, actually, everything is a remix of something else. And we that's okay. Like, it's all right to to remix some other uh, remix ideas but to bring in also you know my the my misquoted Rory Sutherland there which is you know the opposite of a good idea can also be a good idea there needs to be an element of magic of of alchemy that he call, calls as part of it which is technology itself I'm just going to keep going with this thread and see where it ends up but technology itself is inherently logical but coming up with a great idea is illogical um, and so you have to bring those two together in the right way with the right uh, mechanism or attitude uh, to do it so you if i try and summarize everything i've just said and i've probably mixed a few points together like it's it's okay to take unrelated concepts from other industries from other campaigns and form them into an an idea like you mentioned there with the milk cartons when as like you mentioned with you know is when it does an idea become a big idea because that's new like we shouldn't be we're always under pressure especially in the creative side to be coming up with new big ideas fresh ideas all the whole time but actually remixing a few together could create them the magic we've we've just talked about <laughs> no no i completely agree and i think when we're on the quotes one i saw a great quote today and it was uh it was by bruce garabrant but he said creativity doesn't wait for that perfect moment it fashions its own perfect moments out of ordinary ones. I think it's so true. I mean, look at what is, the, you know, your point about you have to be illogical sometimes. And and the I saw a great video with the CMO from Budweiser or Anheuser-Busch and the Budweiser campaign, the Dilly Dilly campaign, that basically was the what the biggest campaign of the last two years. It's, it's been by far outside of the What's Up campaign for Bud has <laughs> been has been absolutely massive. And all of the testing they did for it and all of his teams and all of his stakeholders said, don't ever run this ad. This will never, ever work. And no one's ever going li- to and no one's ever going to like it. And they pulled the backing of it. And as CMO, he overruled all of them and said, no, we're going to run it, ran it. And it was a it was a storming success. And sometimes you just have to take risks. Better to, better to regret the things you do than the things you don't. I think Rory has a great way of, of summarizing this if anyone's seen him speak, but the, the bit that's stuck in my head is he talks about his teenage son going out and trying to get lucky on a Friday night. Um, and he asked his son on the way out the door, 
uh, what are you going to do? And he's going, I'm hoping to, to go and get lucky. And he's like, well, what's your KPIs? What's your objective? What's your plan? What's your... Um, and uh, yeah, I think all of us need... A, you know, we can hopefully think back to being teenagers um, and what that feels like. You know, there is there is an element of creativity where you do, you do need that, that magical, illogical element to, to think... I guess I'm very cliche to think outside the box, um, and and that does need to happen as part of it. To bring to bring bring us right back though, to pause there for a moment, to right back to your question, Gareth. Like when you asked asked that, which is how, what's the way that you can take a client through that process? Um, you typically, in a very digital, rational, and logical sense, I you know I have a framework for how I, how I might summarize it, and it's it is to. There's a maturity curve about a relationship that you have as a client with an agency. And I think it's to make sure you're moving up that maturity curve. You should be asking your agency, I have a problem. Can we solve this together? If you're briefing them and saying, I want a website, I want five banners, I want an A5DM, goodness, an app, like you're you're too low down on that curve. And so the 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 piece I come back to again and again, and we we do this inside my team whenever we have when we evaluate relationships, is we look to see where we are on that curve and and see if we're moving further up it. Because if we're coming in to solve a problem, that's it's an it's a much open much more open brief, and we can apply the right technology in the right way. While if you're coming in and asking your agency to to output uh, uh, and you've already you know you've already defined their deliverable you've locked them into that and you're in you know i'm, I'm not going to say nine times out of ten but depending on your le- you know the, when i say you i mean the client in this case depending on your level of of own thinking and maturity and, and confidence you you may well be setting yourself up to fail it's very important that we have the, the leg room and the, the remit to be creative and, and, and to, to, to deliver the best possible results we can for our clients because without that leg, without that leg room, um, no one is going to end up satisfied. I would say yes. I mean, we're talking very much about like a, a client agency relationship. So hopefully, all of our listeners listening to that can can read the Rome elements into it. But I think it applies even when when you know even when we don't have that relationship. Like I've I've been referencing internal projects on on today's today's recording. So it's it, it really just everything comes down to we're we're all employed in the in the B two B space to come up with those creative ideas and to apply them apply them to their technology apply. To, to either a client's technology or to find the right technology to to, to bring that to life and uh, you know I, I i can talk more about our particular magic in in a moment but the if you're just not giving we're, we're all i'm going to call this knowledge workers right it's a term we've all come across during covid again and again like knowledge workers those of us that are developers that are creative thinkers that you know we should be thinking critically we're not here just to to, to be monkeys at typewriters and so we need that room to make sure that make sure that we're critically thinking through your problem and that we're there to solve it, both creatively and from a technology standpoint. I think where we where we're involved in as an agency within our ABM campaigns, and I know it's where I spend a lot of my time, if not most of it. I think that's a great platform for for you know because because of the fact with ABM, let's be honest, a lot of the tactics and channels are already limited. Oh no, limited as in limited to all the ones that you could use so whether it's you know virtual events whether it's dm whether it's targeted display whether it's social it's all this all you know everyone's doing the same stuff so for us creativity and the idea and the story that we're trying to tell is is the only major differentiator that you have 
So really an ABM and anyone listening that is working in ABM, you know, put that I would absolutely at the forefront. What is that story you're trying to tell and how you can you can create a, a, a much stronger tapestry of messaging or creativity or an idea that runs through that that really grabs attention. Um, and that's where we've seen most success with previous campaigns as well anyway. Actually, I want to bring that to life with a quote that I absolutely love using. And apologies, clients, if you're if you're listening and you've heard me quote this. But the um, this is an Ed Morrow quote from actually, I believe it's 50 years ago, last October. So Ed Morrow, for those of you that don't know, he was part of the kind of version of the BBC in the in the US, I, in, in, I believe. So big part of of the growth of technology out in out in the USA. And he mentioned he was talking specifically about technology when he when he used this quote. But he said. This, I think this applies for both the technology we apply in in marketing campaigns, but also for our clients' technology. So I just, I think this embodies it so well, which is this instrument can teach, it can illuminate, and yes, it can even inspire, but it can only do so to the extent that humans are determined to use it to those ends. Otherwise, it's nothing but wires and lights in a box. And I think that, I think that summarizes what we're trying to achieve so well, which is if you don't think about how a technology going to be applied and, and again i'm going to say that's everything from a client's server laptop you know whatever with soft SaaS platform if we're not thinking about how it can be used to inspire to illuminate to move everyone forward it is it just becomes wires and lights in a box and i think it's I, I think that just that just brings to life how important the idea is and how important it is that that you apply the two together listen while we're drawing for the quotes and it's not it's not it's not a quote off john honestly because i love that quote and i, I totally you know the things that we try and instill into our account management team and our client services teams is that you know you're not you're not producing an infographic you're not producing a video <laughs> you know you're not putting yeah you, you, it's a big idea <laughs> i'm joking it's not a tactic it's got to be how are we telling the story and showing how the technology itself is being applied for the real world because that's what people buy into you don't you don't buy a phone because you want a phone you buy a phone because you want to do something with it you want to create an experience with your daughter who's like for me my daughter's just gone off to secondary school i can now track wherever she is so it's amazing as a dad but that that aside i can also facetime with her but it's about how it's applied sort of in the in the real world in terms of, of sort of creativity so actually just you know creativity or, or technology puts it even to one side i do think agencies sometimes are worried that they've come up with an idea and they're not going to come up with another one so you start to see that being brought into lots and lots of campaigns but i think it's so far further from the truth it's actually the direct opposite and this is kind of summed up for me by just you know a poet that we all hopefully know and absolutely adore uh, is the great the late great Maya Angelou and she says you can't use up creativity the more you use the more you have and I think thinking about sort of you know the mind being a muscle I think it's absolutely absolutely true the more we're into it and as agencies we've got we owe it to our clients uh, to to kind of you know be creative think creative and keep thinking creative because the next big I next Sorry, the next next clever idea, not the next big idea. The next clever idea is out there waiting to be uh, waiting to be discovered. We set out at the beginning of this podcast to talk about technology versus creativity, and and really, and we very quickly decided that it, it wasn't really about one thing versus another. So just to, to sum that up, it's important to remember, you know, the technology and creativity don't need to be mutually exclusive, and very often they're not. They have to go hand in hand, and we've talked a lot about things like novelty versus gimmicks and how things do need to be illogical. I I guess I would sum up by saying, um, kind of what makes us special together and 
uh, you know and this isn't this isn't a hard sell but it's actually taken clients and suppliers and other partners you know people uh, other martech providers to come to us and actually make our own our you know we're so obviously being british we we take the hugh grant approach apologize a lot and terribly humble it's taken them coming back to us to say guys you're special here and and what we are what we are unique at together is is coming up with that creative idea and then applying it not just using the client's technology but using other martech technologies and molding the two together so you know it, even even i have struggled to think that that's not entirely logical it just makes perfect sense with the skill sets that we have uh, to to be doing it that way um, but I would just sum up to say, you know, that's the sweet spot is you need to find the right mix of the two and when the two cross over. And that's something, you know, we've, we've worked on for, for, for a long time. We've got some fantastic processes behind it. Um, but you, you know, you need to mold them together. You need to make sure that you, you get them at the right time and at the right intensity. And you, you'll end up with something that is, is novel and, and brings that wonderful idea to life. So hopefully that final statement makes a bit of sense <laughs> right at, at the end of a day on a Monday.